is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Under Center Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Mar, and I'm delighted to be joined back again is the original crew, I was going to say OG crew, original crew, Young Malloy and Jake Woolhead. We've uh, we've had a week off, we've sort of recharged some batteries after after the Super Bowl, guys. How are we? Yeah, I definitely need that week off to relax. I had enough football for one season. The week off did me the world of good, and now I'm feeling great, ready to talk about more ball. Yeah, staring into the abyss that is the off-season, trying to think of things to do and some lovely content for our viewers. So we've put our heads together. We've got a few things in the works. Dara, I'm sure you're going to trickle it out to the... To the listeners over the next couple of weeks and, and we're working hard behind the scenes but yeah a little bit a little bit daunting we're, we're going to move away from what we did last season and and try and spice it up a little bit so uh yeah it's been it's been tricky definitely glad of that week Fionn's getting the nips out for the viewers that's what he's I gonna think, do i think we're gonna have to i mean it's what all the comment section has been filled with we've had at <laughs> yeah. least four comments asking for <laughs> yeah. that so. if we ever get to patreon that's the highest tier that's the <laughs> yeah. <next> out tier <laughs> well isn't isn't that the the natural progression of podcasts isn't it you get it for free for a while and then when we start getting enough listeners we'll start charging you for it but uh no that won't be us we won't do that no <laughs> way we'll only charge for uh Fionn's nips that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing um but to be fair you were saying it's a bit daunting the off season Fionn if we look a little closer to home we've got a few things to keep us interested and that is of course you know mm-hmm. getting ready for the Irish American football season it's going to be starting back in about what was it Two and a half weeks time. It was three weeks there on Sunday. We and uh, the North Dublin Pirates uh, are going to have their first game, um, so we are definitely in the final stages of preparation. Jake, unfortunately, you've decided to uh, abandon us for a year because you want to go <laughs> and try this marriage thing out for a while. I don't know what it's I've all heard. About. I've heard it's good crack. I, that's all I've been told, <laughs> and I'll always start. That's the thing about it. There's no bench in me in a marriage. There's only two people, so. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but Fionn, uh, in the final preparations now, um, and like two years without playing um, any sort of f- competitive, you could say, football, um, it's it's counting for, I don't know about you, but for me, it's counting down the, the minutes at this stage. Yeah, two years and about 10 kilos, Dara. So we're going to have to <laughs> start running pretty fast on this pitch and get back into the gym and back into fighting shape. But uh yeah, maybe maybe it's a little bit late now, as you were saying, less than three weeks to the start of the season. But hey, I'm a I'm a small guy. Any of any of the listeners who've seen us around or or at any of the events or anything, they know I have ten kilos probably to run around the American football pitch with. So it's not it's not the worst thing. But we're going to try and get it into uh, fighting shape as opposed to couch shape. Let's pull like that. <laughs> I'll be watching from the sidelines anyway. Just I'll be your little cheerleader. I'll get the pom poms going. <laughs> Yeah, Fiona. Well, look, see, 10 kilos is not too bad. You're you're okay, but you have sort of taken the big men mentality when it comes to training and trying to uh <laughs> trying to go after me now and, and it hasn't worked out too well for me. So maybe maybe Troy lose those 10 kilos and stop stop going after that big after the big men on the team because it just ends badly for you, unfortunately. <laughs> but I must say also, I must say also though, uh, I know, like we said, we're only two and a half weeks out from the start of the season, but there is we are always looking for new players down with the North Dublin Pirates and for any local uh, American football team. So if you are interested in trying, you even come down for a, a, one training session to see if you like it. You can get in contact with 
the North Dublin Pirates through their social media channels. Or if you find it easier, you can come to our social media channels at UndercenterPod on Twitter and Instagram. Our DMs are open. Message us on that. And we'll put you in the direction of your closest team. If, if you are not close to, to Dublin for the North Dublin Pirates or if you're in somewhere uh, like Cork or, or Limerick or somewhere that you need to know where the local team is, just let us know. We'll point you in the right direction. As many people as we can get in the game as possible. Um, so make sure you do reach out if you are interested in playing. But lads, I think that's enough small talk. I think, we, I think that's it. So. We've, we've caught up. We've had our water cooler chat. Now it's time to get into some proper business. And uh, we are delighted to welcome onto the show today, uh, Finn Cairns. Uh, you might know Finn um, from playing over in Finland and Germany. He is also going to be taking part in the regional combine in the hopes of going to the CFL combine at the end of the month. Finn, it's so good to have you on today. How are you? How's it going, guys? Uh, glad to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. No problem at all. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, now, listen, Finn, I must stay. We hope that it works out for you, but if it doesn't, there's always a spot on the Northern <laughs> Pirates waiting for you when you want to come back. Forget about Germany. Forget about Finland. Just forget about being over. paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so a great offer. I think there's probably a few people in, uh, in the Irish American Football League that'll uh, compete for that free agency though when the time comes and time is coming soon. But uh, it might pick someone someplace a bit closer well, to home. Unfortunately, the, the Galway team just just crumbled. So. That's what they ordered it. Yeah, I think so, but sure. We missed that. Maybe they'll come back yeah. by the time I retire. So, anyway. <laughs> well, see, you're saying there's a lot of teams to be interested in Sarah, so, but could they offer you a permanent residency on a podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that is true. That, that that's is the first offer I've had that one now. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that offer too much, but uh, I could sway my. Sway my Again, also, <laughs> forget about being paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neither are paid gigs. Well, hey. <laughs> Plenty of well, hours to keep your Well, we'll get paid because we will ask you to pay us to be on the show. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. No, but seriously, uh, let's uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the convoy this weekend in a second. But for anyone that's that's not aware, um, you know, uh, we just let's have a chat about the journey to get to this point um, mm-hmm. because I uh, like you like you mentioned there just from Galway originally. Leave move over to the states when you were fifteen, and and went to high school and college in in Massachusetts. And is that when sort of your love of American football just started? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think kind of like a lot of people in Ireland, um, that follow like a similar path to American football. Um, somehow like I was kind of like knew about it and was like maybe watched a few games here or there, had heard about it. I would play Madden like all the time with my friends, and then like you said, just after my junior year, I had a chance to go to america and obviously getting that opportunity i was like oh i'm definitely gonna have a go at american football um and then kind of like one opportunity after another like i got to play from that playing in high school i got to play a chance to play in, in college there and that was that like that definitely solidified my love of the of the game for sure because uh it would have would have broken it if not but uh after that then i just kind of like kept kind of finding ways to keep playing and that's how finland came about and then on to germany and kind of really how i discovered like the european leagues Finn, what was it like being an, an Irish fella over there? I know a lot of Americans claim a lot of Irish heritage, but very few are actually born yeah. and raised most of their <laughs> life in Ireland. Was there many? Uh, Massachusetts, I know, is an Irish stronghold. Was there any other 
let's say, foreign-born players or, or anything? Did you get a bit of funny looks when the man with the Galway accent walked in on the <laughs> on the football pitch, or was it pretty pretty smooth integration for you? Um, definitely, like, it was a bit bit weird. Like I was definitely the only uh, non-American player on my team for sure. Um, and even I think in college, I don't think we had any other like international players. Um, but I'm, like it, it wasn't it was kind of a seamless transition really like I had played a bit of rugby before um before going over so I kind of was you know used to contact sports so the, the transition was fairly seamless just because of that like and I, I think American football itself is a great game for just any sort of athlete that like you can kind of find what you're good at and then kind of just, just do that you know so it makes it simple to, to pick up pick it up um so that that way I was lucky but yeah speaking was a bit of an issue like trying to trying to <laughs> count in the warm-up lines I'll get like Awful grief from from my teammates and stuff, but sure, they're the and, and most importantly as well. What number did you pick? Did you pick 33? 33 oh, and a I away from that number as much as I could in my <laughs> entire uh, uh, no, semi adult uh, life. I've been trying not to say it. Um, no, I, I came in as a junior, but uh, basically, I was still kind of a sophomore. Um, there was a weird you know situation with my grades, so I basically just got thrown a number. I wasn't important enough to like pick my number at that time. I think I got 87. My first year, and then switched to two after that. But yeah, eighty-seven is a pretty good number. Do you, do you think though, when you went over, there was a kind of a big difference in the intensity and in training? Oh yeah, massively. Um, I think because uh, for one thing, like American uh, school sports is way more popular. I don't know what it was like where you guys went to like to high school or secondary school or whatever. But for me, it was kind of like you know you have training at lunch every now and again, like two times a week or something, and then from that you go to your clubs and so that's the most important thing but in america it's just a high school uh, team so when i went there it was like a culture shock to have you know a, a three-week camp before school starts you know i'm in school with everyone else is like still on summer break and i'm there for two days and like every day for you know t- like three weeks straight and then even after that you have say if you're, you go to school then you after you finish school immediately practice then maybe watch film before or after and like it's that for five days straight and they have game on the weekend and you know, no breaks, basically. So that's a bit and of a shock. Sticking with that high school experience, we've seen, or some people will have seen, the, the Friday Night's Lights uh, drama series that's on Netflix and, and all their little maybe YouTube clips. Is high school football that big of a ceremony and pomp and nighttime games and the whole town comes out to see it or does it vary a lot depending on where you are and what what was it like for you in massachusetts yeah exactly what you're saying it varies a lot like i I actually from what i've seen i genuinely believe that friday night lights is like a perfect example of probably what actually happens in like down south and stuff like there's you know sixty thousand seater stadiums for high school teams down there and and it was it, it was definitely a little different um up north and i was in massachusetts and it's not like you know known for their high school football or anything but it was still like a, a great environment like you know we had friday night lights games and like a lot of people will come out and stuff and i think for massachusetts the big game there is like the thanksgiving day game they, they the high schools all play on thanksgiving and that like drew like a, a huge crowd that game like i couldn't couldn't believe it like when i saw it um at first but you know it, it's kind of definitely like you say it ranges from place to place but it was a cool experience for sure excellent and then you finished up uh, in college and uh, you actually came back to Ireland for a little bit to play with uh, the uh, the UL Vikings for well o- over a span of three years and sort of how how did you feel like even in those three years did you see any sort of progression in, in the quality and say the interest in the game over here um, uh, compared compared to obviously when when you started 
Um, yeah, I think massively. I think uh, I can't remember if the IFL two was there when I first arrived or came came in later. But definitely, like the just in terms of play and stuff, like teams have been getting better and better and better every every single year. Um, I kind of came in the first year was kind of the end of like the UL Vikings when they were playing like that real power run game kind of thing. And like since then, like you literally saw like the transition to like teams becoming able to pass and like how like that changed the league a little bit. And like I keep, it keeps kind of getting better and better as it goes along. Um, so that was definitely cool to see. It was it was nice to come back because that's actually what found like maybe discover football in Ireland. Like I didn't even know before I left there was actually American football here at all. And then when I was just coming back for one summer, I was like, well, I'd like to play somewhere. And I searched on Google and found the UL Vikings, and that's kind of how I got introduced to playing football here. So that was. Yeah. Uh, and sort of, do you still still keep up to date with with some of the lads from the team, or do you still keep up to date, obviously, with with how the Vikings <laughs> are are doing? Uh, the Vikings, uh, not so much. Uh, it seems like everyone that I knew on the Vikings has now switched to the South Dublin Panthers. Uh, <laughs> so they've just become a team that I uh, get kept, like, keep up with a little bit. Um, but I do my best to try to like, follow the league. And like I, I play on the Wolfhounds like, here, the Irish Wolfhounds. So like, I know most, like some of the guys from like one or two guys from like every team. So it's kind of a nice way to just kind of keep in touch with the league without, you know, I, I try not to. Define, definitively stay with any any team so that I can be neutral in the locker room and stuff. But uh, that's a good way to keep it up with it. Well, the, the South Dublin Panthers definitely have some of the nicest gear in Ireland. I think their <laughs> their outfits are pretty slick at the moment. I think that's uh, everyone's competing with them at the moment. Yeah, well, they, they look great when they're covered in like two inches of mud because they play on uh, <laughs> yeah. a field without any grass. So. <laughs> that's it. We have, we have white uniforms as well that we're kind of, oh, they started oh, as their away that we've transitioned we kind of like to look but like you said it's great for those photos of the four captains yeah, at the right. start of the game yeah, yeah. it's not so pretty yeah. at the end of the game it's a good before yeah. photo <laughs> yeah you can tell who's been playing hard and like who yeah. was <laughs> nice and clean at the end of the game some of the bench warmers go for a little slide along the side but you actually and it was funny that that you mentioned the wolfhounds there because um you were obviously were part of the the team that won their first ever international game against uh, Belgium back in, in 2018, and you had a, a pretty um, significant impact on, on the outcome because if if I'm right, uh, an interception, forced fumble, and five tackles as well in the in the win. Yeah. What what sort of what's what was it like to sort of know that you were going to be representing your your country um in in a sport that you that you play um i was i was gonna say as a hobby because it's a hobby for us but obviously for you you take it professionally but even getting even mm-hmm. being told that you want to be called up to play for your country yeah i mean i i think it's it's pretty surreal actually like, i know even it's it's a niche sport but uh anytime you get a chance to represent ireland and like have the name like jesus on the back of your, on the front of your jersey like that, that was a very surreal experience for me. Um, and I think like everyone else on the team felt the same way. Like it was kind of a, like a an unreal opportunity, especially to play at home too. Cause I'd actually played when they, we played the, the Netherlands back in like 2016. And unfortunately we, we lost that game, but it, it was, it was like an away game. So it was a bit of like a trip and there was a bit of, you know, um, it, it was something a little different to being playing in Navin, like, uh, at home in October and having your family and friends be able to come see them, the game and stuff like that was, that was really cool. And then to get a win on top of that was even more um, yeah. the icing on the cake. 
Yeah, and then um, tell us a little bit about your time playing in, in Finland and Germany because there is uh, three teams there and I was just looking at the sort of the numbers over your years over the last few years and they're, they're absolutely fantastic which which should be commended as well because obviously you play both sides both mm-hmm. wide receiver and, and DB um, uh, so what what um, what made you make the decision to to move over to uh, I believe it was Finland first of all? Was it with the uh, was it the Pori Bears? Is that is that how yeah, you pronounce it? Exactly, yeah, Pori Bears. Um, so basically stemmed from like uh, when I was in college, I didn't like get to play too much, so I was basically there for the four years, but never really got in the field that much. Like kind of an alternate my senior year, um, and that just kind of fueled the fire of like, well, I basically was like training to be at this level for the last four years, didn't get to to do it, so now I have a lot left like in the gas tank. Um, and then kind of luckily enough, I put my name, I, I knew about European football because, uh, for example, Dara Farrell had played overseas before and it was a, a, an ex-player from my college team that had gone overseas. Um, and so I kind of had an idea was there and I just luckily re- uh, got reached out to by the Pori Bears, just kind of on a whim. They were saying like, would you be interested in playing? I thought it was kind of mad, like people I've never met just messaging me being like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Just play with a football for us in Finland. So I'd ne- like, uh, never even heard of Pori before. I just decided to go out there um, and then kind of learned as I as I was out there what the league was about and how it was, you know, a, a decent league in Finland, decent league in Germany. Um, and that kind of just led into uh, into playing here and there all over Europe. Yeah, and, and sort of, yeah, like you said, you move on to the Ravensburg uh, Razorbacks. And it, I'm guessing, like, like you were saying, it, you have the teams reaching out to you and this and they're sort of i'm guessing they're in sort of looking at them fairly secluded parts of the countries as well so how did you mm-hmm. get on sort of like living in those areas where um was it sort of a you know i say it's i say it's definitely a, a culture shock for sure but um did you find it difficult at all to adjust to the to the new environments or was, um... was it something that you can easily adjust to yeah, I wouldn't say like, you know, it was easier, hard to adjust to, to live in there. It was kind of more like that's that's one of the major selling points of the experience is that you kind of just get this chance to go to like the most random place in Finland and like live there for a couple of months and like have friends with the locals so they can show you like the, the spots that they go to or the restaurants they eat at and like kind of um, rather than just like visiting it on a holiday, you're kind of actually living there for a little while and it kind of gives you like a unique perspective on on what living like in some random place is and um Pori was like really nice and I looked after the players great and all the guys on the team were like so nice like they always like you know make sure you have something to do because you know for the most part you just have your own free time so they kind of give you like little things like tips or go this place or let's go to the bowling alley whatever and then the same with Ravensburg like Ravensburg is, is a beautiful part of the world it's like right near the, the the Alps and right on like Lake Constance so it's like just a gorgeous place that you would never think of going to because it's so small but like it's really like, a beautiful area to spend especially the summer too because all the leagues in Europe are pretty much over the summer so I've never been to Finland in the winter but I, I just imagine it as this tropical island where it's always sunny never you know never winter so Finn I want to ask you uh, maybe a delicate question so be, be careful how you want to answer or you can tell me to now we're going to skip that question altogether <laughs> but obviously uh, from from soccer which is probably what a lot of people here will be most familiar with you've different grades right the players playing in ireland are not the same getting paid the same as players mm-hmm. playing in the premier league or even maybe the second division over in england so uh without necessarily naming any numbers what are what are the wages like when you become a professional footballer <clears throat> in 
some of those smaller European, obviously we have the, the EFL now or the ELF now, right. uh, which is kind of the top tier professional league in Europe. But what were the wages like in, in Finland and in Germany? Were they competitive or did you have to kind of pick up some other jobs to, to get you by or, or were you happy with kind of the compensation you were getting? Um, so it definitely varies on player to player, like massively. Uh, and again, it also varies on like America, like the, I guess like what your worth is because you know like mm-hmm. there are some Americans who are top tier like Division One talents who come over like they obviously make a little bit more than someone who's like never played and you know so there's levels to everything but it's like when you're living there you live very comfortably like most of everything you get your expenses get paid for uh, you know if you if you need a car like they they have like a probably a car with the team you can share with a few imports you like your housing and stuff paid for and then on top of that you kind of get like your monthly salary which is just you know enough to like say travel around a bit like in Europe if you want to go see like uh, France or something that's close by you can kind of travel if you have a bye week or whatever but you're not like making millions uh, <laughs> like the NFL um, but yeah I, th- I think it is you know fairly co- competitive I think the way that it's structured is that you have your you get paid in season it's not like you have like a year contract though mm-hmm. so I think a lot of players that's where they maybe work two jobs when they come back from their, their season they just work in their off season and then go back out again or some players like to just globe trot and like go to a different league that has a later starting date and then they kind of can play all 12 12 months and get mm-hmm. paid and that's like a full-time thing and um, so it's kind of just how how you finagle it or however your mm-hmm. you know situation is and i noticed there when i when i was asking the question i mentioned elf and i and i saw your face i said top tier <laughs> in europe i saw how your face reacted <laughs> to that i have to admit i don't i don't know a lot so uh, in your opinion, what is, what is the kind of ranking of the leagues at the moment in Europe? Where is the best football to be found? Uh, I mean, as much as I joke, I think it is probably uh, undeniable that the ELF is definitely attracting the, the most talent. Um, I, I was actually just laughing at the way the, the kind of the, the professionalism of it. It's kind of mm. more everyone is getting something in that league, but it's not far off what the, the GFL offers in terms of like compensation, uh, especially for like. Um, import guys or guys who are moving from a country to, to live there it's really not, not much different the difference is that they they kind of take out they look after their local players a, a little bit more um but yeah like like you say like i think the elf undoubtedly probably number one especially with the two austrian teams coming in this year um but uh yeah i mean it, it's always it's different every year because the imports that come in can change a team so quick so whatever mm-hmm. leagues can kind of procure the most talent is generally what uh what, what what makes them the best league or more competitive? Yeah, and and let's now look ahead to to this weekend the the regional <clears throat> combine for hopefully going over to to take part in the CFL one. And how how did uh, this come about uh, in terms of go finding out about the regional um, section of it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that I've known was existed for a while, the CFL 2.0 or the, the global program. And um, it's kind of like the international pathway program that the NFL provides. Um, so for me, it just, it just came about that I played in Finland last season and their federation, the SAJL has a, uh, a, a kind of a deal uh, with the CFL that, that they'll, they're like linked in some way. I'm not sure the specifics, but basically they offer the, the combine at the end of every year. And so, they get the film from the Maple League games and they were able to invite me from that based on like their like scouting or whatever. So they basically just requested that I can go to this um, event. I think there's seven, seven of us going, like one guy from Sweden, me, and then five other Finnish guys who all 
played in the Maple League. I think one that played in the EOF actually, but he is finished, so he can go. So it's basically my my affiliation with that league is what uh, allowed me to be invited. Okay. And is the combine basically the same as the NFL combine, but it looks you know all the same kind of uh, workout drills and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, as, I mean, I've obviously never been, um, but from what the the information that they've sent me, it'll be kind of like the the same. Like you do your measurables, and then you do your testing, and then you kind of go on to your position specific drills. And then, unlike the NFL combine, I think there might be a bit of competition, where maybe just go one on one. But again, there's only seven of us, so there's only like three wide receiver and DBs. But I don't know how one on ones might work, but it might just be just kind of you know running routes on air. I I, I would equate it maybe a bit more to like a pro day um, type feel because they actually want to see you kind of get a bit more uh, football skill based ex, uh, drills and stuff. And do they know that you like? Obviously, they know you play both positions. So do you have to say I want to be more wide receiver or a DB, or do you kind of just be what you kind of want? Yeah, they, they actually had me listed as a receiver, but I thought uh, I called them and I was like, oh, I actually can, can play both. Um, can I have a, a chance to, to play both? And they were like, absolutely. It's uh, it's better for me because, you know, it's yeah, essentially more trying out for two different positions. Exactly. Versatility is kind of what I want. But I think it, I, I don't know if it is unusual for them, but uh, they had me listed as a receiver and I just asked to kind of go both ways to see if I can do both, yeah. if not. Yeah, and we, we kind of spoke about it off air there as well. That it, it, it looks like then if you do impress on the days, um, well, first of all, before I go into it, is it is it do you know anything about the, the scouting system when it when it comes to it on the day? Do you know is it um is it team scouts that are going to be watching you this weekend, or is it going to be scouts that are representing the 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 league as a whole? Um, so that I'm not sure on, I know there, it just says in like the information they gave me, like there'll be CFL personnel. So like you said, that could just be uh, one or two guys that are going to report back, um, to the whole, the whole of the, the CFL. I do know that like everything is getting kind of videotaped. So because of their COVID rules, they're like a little more strict in Canada still. They're probably sending like as minimal personnel as they can. And then they just record the whole thing and then send it back, which might delay the selection process. Like we were talking about off air, but so it's kind of like all of there. Like I really don't know what to expect when I get there because like I've never done it before, and like it's not like it's like on NFL Network that you see you know guys do the NFL draft every year. You know exactly what they're gonna do. So for me, I'm kind of like, I wonder what's gonna happen. But uh, I suppose that's that's half the fun. Exactly. Um, and like you're saying, you well, hopefully you'd find out pretty soon then because um with the CFL combine being at the end of the month, obviously you'd have to get sort of ducks in a row and get everything sorted. Yeah. Um, so you can make it over uh, in time. And and we've seen actually, because uh, especially just last week, of course, with, with the likes of, of Tiger Leader getting signed by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and now yourself to hopefully taking part in, in the combine and then hopefully getting uh, drafted or picked up by, by a team in, in the near future. You know, it's sort of, how does seeing sort of how does seeing another Irish player signed to the CFL sort of how do you how does it motivate you then coming into especially this weekend does it give you that sort of little extra uh you know step to sort of maybe work or not even work harder but to try and make sure that you you make it yeah I mean I I definitely think it helps a lot because you know it's kind of the thing that you're you're trying to do something that that seems impossible because no no one's done it before until you see someone who's done it before and then you're like all right well you know, it's not as hard as I thought. And that kind of gives you a little bit of a boost. 
Um, Ty, I mean, he's done like an exceptional job of coming from rugby to American football. Like you can see, his success speaks for itself. So, um, it's great, great that that he's going to be in the league next year, and hopefully, I'll be able to join him. But yeah, definitely, it's it's a boost for um, myself, but also I think a, a lot of other people that that might see it might think, you know, now that there's a couple of people who've done it, like it's definitely possible. So maybe people from all over uh, Ireland can start to like pick up on the opportunity. Fit, have you brushed up on the, the CFL rules? Because obviously there's a few differences, the three downs and, and kind of weird rules like that yeah, that just make no sense to me now. Yeah, I don't even know. The running up must help you as a D, uh, as yeah. a wide receiver, but not so much as a DB, I guess. Yeah, no, I've done a, I've done a, a bit of research. I've watched like a few games now trying to, trying to pick it up. Um, I think the rules are, you know, they are different. They see, it makes it seem like it's very obscure, but at the end of the day, it's still all football. Like they're still, you know, throwing like a odd shaped ball around around <laughs> a, a line field. So you kind of have an idea what you're doing. Um, and sure, for for me, I think it's more just about going out there and like playing American football like the way I can play as as best that I can do. And that it's their job to like coach me up then on the specifics of things. I think that's that's the easy part for from me. It's just about handling business on my end first yeah i'm sure the extra large end zones are going to be great for the receiver side of you for <laughs> yeah, sure. just it right. yeah exactly it should help anyway excellent so listen finn it's been fantastic speaking to you this evening um we wish you all the best of luck this weekend and we hopefully we um we see you in the league sooner rather than later um and also, please, if make sure you you keep us up to date with how things are going over the over the next few weeks. Absolutely, thanks a million for having me, guys. It was great great chatting to you. Uh, Cheers, man. No, no problem at all. Uh, before we do let you go, if anyone does want to sort of follow your journey, where can they follow you uh, online? Um, so I guess you just follow me on Instagram or, or Twitter. But uh, I will warn you that if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get blasted with tweets about Irish rugby and Connacht just disappointing me every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally okay. I'm sure we'll sure we'll be all right with that. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but listen, like you said, thanks. Thank you so much again, Finn, and uh, best of luck at the weekend. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you at that combine, and then hopefully picked up by a team pretty Absolutely. soon. Thanks, if you if it doesn't work out, North Dublin Pirates podcast appearance. It's there. It's set in stone. It's waiting for you, man. I'll Don't think worry about, about it. it. That's all we can ask. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a look at some of the news around the league uh, this past week. Welcome back to the Under Centre podcast with Fionn, Jake and myself, Dara, of course. A big thank you to Fionn Cairns and best of luck this weekend with the regional section of the CFL Combine. Um, stick to our Twitter uh, at Under Centre Pod and we'll keep you up to date with the latest um, on how he's getting on with his progress um but let's talk a little bit of news lads before we wrap up this edition of the show there's not a lot no. but i found some things to talk about mm. um and the first thing i want to talk about actually is we know who the home teams are going to be for the international games next season so that's pretty exciting is uh, it? Car- <laughs> Fion, i'm tr- trying here come on no, i just i just mean they're totally <laughs> terrible games no matter who's played in them for the last five seasons so Fion, let dara have his moment come on they have to just <laughs> Sorry, shit on him really immediately as he's intro 
apologize. You were, you, were, you were so nice for when the guest was here. <laughs> and then once he's gone, this is the Fionn that everyone's used to here. Don't make us turn this podcast around, Fionn. <laughs> Just because you have no F1 to talk about for a while, yeah. now you have to give all your energy on us. And this is, this is, this is what I get. This is what I get. But anyway, <laughs> the Cardinals are going to be playing in Mexico City. Whoa. Be with Kyler Murray, whether we don't know. Uh, the Jaguars will be playing in Wembley Stadium. We kind of already knew that. The Saints. Um, and for the first time ever, the Green Bay Packers will be playing in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That now makes all 32 teams will play in England um, once the Packers have their game over. Uh, in London and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been announced as the first home side in the first NFL game to take place in Germany in the Bayern Munich Stadium um, it's kind of weird that they can't have names of companies as their stadium when they call it because we all know it's the Allianz Arena but it's Bayern Munich Stadium for this it's kind of like you know when Ireland hosted the Europa League final uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't the Aviva Stadium it was the Dublin Stadium I did um, not know that. Yeah, you can't have like advertising, like name. You would, they would just accept like, it, <laughs> but they do it in the NFL. They all have. Yeah, but like you yeah, said, like that's NFL, NFL advertisers would be like paying oh, for their yeah. team. You got to pay to have your sponsor yeah. name in that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but I have been doing the research as well, guys, and I've seen that pers- under Center Podcast Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be Crow Park when it comes back. <laughs> um, I have been doing a bit of research. Um, now not all research about who they could potentially face because I don't have that time on my hands. I'm sorry, but but I have looked at air tree teams and to see if there is a possibility that we could be going to see them um, playing either in London or in. Uh, Germany, because I'm not going to Mexico. You can go if you want. Mm. Go. But the Seahawks could play the Cardinals in Mexico City, obviously an NFC West matchup, the divisional matchup, if they want to go that way. Um, they could play the Buccaneers in Munich. They are meant to be playing the Buccaneers away from home. They could also play the Saints, but we kind of heard the reports there a couple of weeks back that the Saints game is more than likely to be an NFC South matchup. So that'll be either... Probably the Panthers or the Falcons. And I'm guessing it's going to be the Panthers because the Falcons played this past season in London. I don't think they make them go twice in the same year, unless you are the Jaguars, of course. Uh, the Giants could play the Jags at Wembley. Fracking the game. Commanders will be playing oh, no. yes. Yeah. The Commanders will be playing no. Or I should say, they could also play the Packers. The Packers is actually, they, they're all meant, also meant to face the Packers away from home this year. The Commanders will not be playing an international game this year. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I went when they <laughs> did play in Washington. They managed to somehow draw, which is like 0.5% of every NFL game. They drew with the abysmal Bengals with Kirk Cousins under center. I've been to three Washington games and I've never seen them win so far. So uh, I'm Same. not a real charm. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I would go see them, but the, I just don't know if I will. You know, that Packers game is going to be impossible to get tickets for. Everybody's going to want well, to get tickets no, for. Well, no, because Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing in Washington. He won't be on the Packers at that point. Oh, so. Of course. Yeah, but oh, you, you don't think people are going to want to watch uh, Love play? No. Love, uh, not that deep into the season. I think the Love train is going to be over after about week three when he throws his 10th or 12th <laughs> interception. I, ha- I haven't decided how bad it's going to be yet, but... 
It's going to be. I don't know. If, if Rogers was to leave, and look, we we are walking into this debate too much. But if he was to leave, they would definitely get a different quarterback. Whether it be like a Teddy oh, or, yeah. or oh, a yeah. Carson Wentz or something <laughs> like that, you know, they would definitely get another one. They might even ask Brett Favre to do it for a while because they only seem to have two in their history. Isn't they it? Would it's only do wear the jeans forever. That's like his thing. I, given given this saga, I would not be surprised if. That's a load of crap that they were saying. Like, no, we really like Jordan Love, and they purely drafted Jordan Love to piss off Aaron Rodgers for no <laughs> other reason. Just stick him on a cheap rookie deal. What's annoying about Just... the whole Aaron Rodgers saga is we know how it's going to end. He's going to get yeah, paid, he's and he's going to get it. It's going to be so they'll, annoying. They'll probably re-sign Devontae Adams as well and do a Saints where they just kick everything. years, yeah. Five seasons and then, down, and the then road. they'll get to the NFC Championship yet again and fucking fail at the last hurdle yeah. anyway. Yeah, they will. But stop. Yeah. That's everybody's entertainment, so you kind of can't. Fair, yeah, you know, it works. If my team so can't get there, then it's not going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> But what do we think, though, of, of the... Like, there are some potential interesting matchups, you know. Okay, the NFC South matchup probably won't be great between the Saints and if it is the, the Panthers or the Falcons, you know, it's probably not going to be fantastic. But, you know, the Packers will be an interesting one. Obviously, like you were mentioned, I think a lot of tickets are going to sell for that very quickly because they haven't actually played in London before. The Buccaneers in Munich would be interesting to see who they face because they have a quite a tasty... Uh, schedule in 2022 early reports indicate that it's probably going to be the Chiefs I do wonder do you think the NFL made their decision to have the Buccaneers as the home (laughs) when they thought Brady was going to play next year yeah they definitely had that in mind but having said that like these international games always sell out every single game always sells out almost immediately so whether Tom Brady was in it or it's going to be Jameis Winston or it's going to go somewhere else It'll just kind of sell out. There's not going to be a problem with it. But even like, say, the Packers are going to sell out. But you can say that about any fucking... The Jaguars sell out every single season. Yeah. And they're always they have terrible more, football they have, matches as well. So they we are always terrible. They always fill the stadiums. Like, the Jaguars have more stadiums filled in England than they do back at home. <laughs> Well, look, it was the Jaguars Dolphins last year that they they filled, yeah. So I I know what you're I know what you're saying, Jake. I know it's if that's what it's like... just a, it's the novelty though of it, you know. It that's why novelty. they only have about three games of it. That's why they don't do one like every week. It's because you know if they did that, then people just wouldn't go. So if there's only three, and everyone has to pick their games that they go to, you know. Yeah, and I go every single time, every year, and I get extremely hammered, and I don't remember at past halftime anyway because it's a terrible game. <laughs> Well, look, see, you have your way set up. You're good. That's, that's going, tradition man. now. Yeah. The last time the Giants played an international game, it featured an Eli Manning rushing touchdown. And that's a rare sight to see. <laughs> he was not the graceful, uh, graceful person that we all know and remember him to be. Was he ever? No. But I would be interested in going to Germany. I don't care who's playing the books, but I'd say that would just be a quality game in Germany. Like Munich. Oh, big out. And, well. and, and that stadium looks like a fantastic stadium to, to visit. Um, so, yeah, it would be good. We never know. You might see the Undercenter podcast rock up in Munich <laughs> maybe. maybe next season. How's your German? I actually speak a very small bit of German. So I can say one beer, please, at least. Anyway. That's enough. Can I can say, count up. Can say you say ten three? beers, please. Can you say three beers, please, and two pitchers for Fionn? 
<laughs> yeah. If we get to Germany, I'll, def- I'll buy you three pictures. <laughs> we'll get him to figure out, can he say, do you have any Commander's jerseys as well? Yeah, well, apparently he's aren't saying that because I still haven't had any uh, knock on the door about a delivery of my jersey that I won from the from the head-to-head that we had this season. So we, we all think we know. We, we all know. We we all... Which... Yeah, we all know. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I haven't got any. Which team? I mean, it could have been any. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter. You haven't sent any. Never mind which one I specified or not. Hang on. Let me just go on to AliExpress and send you a jersey real that's, quick. That's fine. That's fine. I just want something in the well, box. Commander's jersey with Jones 6 on the back of it. Like... That'll do. I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll get you a Chase Young jersey. It'll be tra- He'll be traded He'll immediately. Well, uh, let's move on to our second story, and it is all about a quarterback, and it's all about Kyler Murray, because we have a clearer picture now of the Kyler Murray situation, and did you guys read the statement the other day? I just, I, I flicked through it and seen the parts that uh, was all coach speak type shit, Asian I shouldn't, speak. I shouldn't say statement, it was a novel. You know, I, I this know, is J.R.R. Tolkien style. Yeah. You know, Lord of the well, it is about a hobbit, speed. isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Yeah, we like oh. that. <laughs> you could think that we set this up beforehand, but we actually didn't. Uh, Some of us are just quicker yeah. on our feet. <laughs> he, he wants his money. He says that if it wasn't for him, now I'm paraphrasing here, if it wasn't for him, the Cardinals would still be trash. Uh, the 24-year-old two-time Pro Bowl QB, words from the statement, but strangely enough, he failed to mention that he has the record for show- for throwing the shortest pick six in playoff history. Hmm. I don't know how well that would fit into his, uh, his request for a money statement. I think it just missed the, this, this, the second draft of it. I think it was just cut out between, uh, for that. It was, probably, it was actually probably uh, double-sided, and they just didn't put the, the second oh, side on it. Of course. Yeah, that's what I would do with side. it. Yeah. So I, re- I think we've lost Dara again, so we I'm just going to fill this in with my monologue. Like, Jake, do you do you see the point of it? Like, what's the point of this statement? Like, they just, you just release it. Like, talk to your team. The team knows he wants to get a new contract. Every fan knew he wants to get a new fan contract. Everyone, the team and the fans know he has no choice because he's locked <laughs> into his old contract. Like, he has nowhere to go. And this is the, like, age it just trying to get any bit of dirt to move and shift. It's like those those coin machines in the arcades <laughs> where you put like a 20 cent in and try and get all the 20 cents to fall out. They're just trying to push on every possible button to see if someone will sit down and put a bigger number on the table from for this year. But That's all it Cardinals, is. Don't go near it. Just go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are class. We'll pay you. We'll pay you in two years time when we owe you after we option you for next year as well and maybe even we'll throw on a franchise, franchise just for, like... the, for the fun of it the yeah uh, i did see a report that the cardinals did offer a contract but his agent didn't like counter it it's been a week or something along the lines of that where the the agent just didn't counter it. so maybe even he's not talking maybe kyler unfollowed him on instagram and now we can't get through to him Ah. <laughs> uh... It's just so weird. It's such a weird it's situation. That it's, 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 it's just it's, hot air. It means nothing. But do you think then that all of this stuff that's happening with him scrubbing his Instagram and, you know, yeah. the, the, the statement that came out from his agent, 
do you think that adds weight to that whole Chris uh, Mortenstein report on Super Bowl week or Super Bowl morning? I think it was that they have issues with his maturity and his leadership. No, well, there was I reports. Think... A lot of players said that about him anyway. It wasn't just coaches and stuff. And if players are saying that about him, there's definitely weight behind that. Yeah, but I don't. Th- I don't think this adds. I think this is just classic normal like agents no, just yeah. trying to stir as much as they can when a contract is locked in for two more years and look, he's played better than maybe what they negotiated for originally. And if he can get five more million a year or 10 more million a year, that's a win, even if it's only for, for two more seasons until they renegotiate again. So as far as, as that, uh, I think that this is all just hot air, but yeah, I, I would still be worried about those, those types of things coming out of the, of the front office and out of the locker room at the same time. But I don't think it I don't think it affects or is affected by this kind of statement. I think this is just the business side of the NFL that that goes on. It's a, it's Aaron Rodgers going to Hawaii for two months just to make everybody sweat and wonder what's going on. He's they're just trying to stir some stuff and see what comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Being at the top of the game doesn't help and then you just want to I don't know, be the center of attention and also earn the most amount of money. So they're all like little egos need to be filled quite uh, consistently. I do, but I do feel though that if um, Kyler and the Cardinals hadn't collapsed in the second half of each of the last two seasons, he probably would have his contract by now. Oh yeah. It's no, I mean, are they gonna are they gonna pay him until like next year? Like they're gonna pay him a year in advance. I don't know. Maybe they wait. Maybe they go closer to the season before they start thinking of extending him. Yeah, and that's that's what we were kind of hinting at, right? It's not like his performance has gone that the Cardinals are like, oh, we really, really need to lock him up. I think he's put enough question marks out there that they're not necessarily competing against any other team at the moment for an outright, oh, we definitely need Kyler Murray. He's the last piece we need to make a Super Bowl push. So I think really he's just, like we said, he's just trying to see if he can get even a hundred more dollars for this season because I think, look, even given the collapses, he's he's probably underpaid. I think he's only going to get Five million, if you can imagine, the poor thought oh, no. only gets five million to play next season. But yeah, I think he's probably valued a little higher than that. But in terms of long term extensions, I don't think he's definitely 100% without a doubt earned a top tier, like reset the market quarterback contract. And if the Cardinals can wait another year or even two years before they have to make that decision, I think they'll do that, not only on the money grounds, but on the fact that. What has he done? That, those last two seasons have fallen apart. The longer he plays, the more other defenses are going to figure him out. How is he maturing, progressing, and developing as a quarterback are just as important as how many letters he writes through his agent. The only yeah. thing I will say in defense of the Cardinals is, and it's much like the Browns, they have had such shit at quarterback for such a long time that you don't want to let the, the dude that's giving you at least some semblance of success now, don't get me wrong, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray are very two different quarterbacks, but I still think that's the only reason you would say the Cardinals would overpay for Kyler. Yeah. I, I know, but I, it is a, a, a little bit of a game of, of Russian roulette here with the Cardinals, though, too, because you mentioned that they don't want to pay him like one of the top-line quarterback deals, but if he balls out for the next two years um, and then you have like the likes of, you know, Lamar Jackson, um, and it, probably you're looking at maybe Joe Burrow as well, 
that they will start looking at extensions too. So that will get the market up, if you know what I mean. Sorry, very bad English there for that, but you know what I mean. Um, You know, it will raise the base price that he's going to pay. So it could cost him more maybe in the long run. Well, what, yeah, but if you're, what if you're winning, what's, what's the cost of a winning quarterback? So mm-hmm. if you have to overpay by $10 million, that's chump, chump change in the, the whole grand scheme of things if he gets into a Super Bowl. And I'm not sure he has that quality level right now on tape that warrants. I mean, sure, he's going to get a lot of money and it's going to bump him right up the quarterback list. But I mean, it does also still take a certain level to reset the market and, and get that new highest contract. And I don't think he warrants that at the moment, even, even just on based on quarterback play. If we look at like, I would put what Dak Prescott put on tape as more valuable, even though we're saying he's not living it up to the money that he's earning, at least on this show, that's what we're saying. And, but he did warrant one of those top tier quarterback money uh, contracts. And once you get into that top tier the agents are going to push to be that reset the market. And that's what I'm questioning is, do you guys think Kyler Murray as he stands right now over what you've seen since he came in the league, is he a top tier, maybe top five quarterback in the NFL or even top 10 quarterback in the NFL? No, but the way these markets always work is you wouldn't think Dak is a top five quarterback, but he got paid like that. You know, that's what I mean. But it's if he's just, top it, 10, it's, it, he can go way, one. If you're top yeah, 20, he, maybe he can get top five. That's yeah, what I'm the thinking way, for Murray. The way the market for QBs is set now is whoever is the next one up is going to get the biggest contract. And it's not, it doesn't base on talent. It's just that we want you more than having to actually go out there and look for a new one, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that's, and that's where it's kind of like, in one sense, that's where the quarterback has the power. Um, but like that, it's it's some teams will sort of call your bluff and say, Well, look, no, listen, we're not paying you that because you're like you're saying, Fiona, you haven't put the body of work in so far to say, Look, we, we can't we can't justify saying, Yeah, we're gonna pay you 50 million a year now because you've had three decent years. Where also, you should mention, he's never completed a full season either, he's missed games through injury in every season, too. And a quarterback like that is bound to do that in the future anyway, unless he stops and figures out how to stay in the pocket for longer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but I think that might be the perfect place to wrap it up, guys, unless you have anything else to add. No. Nope. All good for me. Fiona, yeah, that's very good. Uh, Fiona, thank you. And thank you for easing back on on everything there for the second half of this show i really appreciate it um you can go back to it next week maybe um you can get you have a week worth of insults to i think about there now yeah i got full blooded (laughs) but like i said we uh we will be releasing this show as a podcast as well so if you want to listen to the audio side if you've missed any part of it tonight you can uh just search wherever you get your podcasts under center podcast that's where you'll find us subscribe that's where all of our shows go all of our interviews are on there if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest shows as well on youtube you can search under center podcast on youtube subscribe to the channel there twitter instagram the exact same at under center pod follow us on that 
uh, we'll keep you up to date uh, as much as we can as well on uh, Finn's progress. Uh, once again, thank you to Finn earlier, Finn Cairns earlier on for coming to speak to us ahead of the uh, regional combine for the CFL. So hopefully he can make it to the actual CFL combine in Canada. And who knows, he might be drafted by a team. We'd love to see him maybe on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Two oh, go Tiger Cats, baby. That would be good. That would be good. We'd be definitely the, uh, the first three people to be buying Tiger Cats jerseys for next season for sure. I, so that's I, what we'll I, get you instead. We'll get you I, I, like I said, lads, I'll I'll take any jersey at this point. <laughs> I bought a Johnny Manziel Tiger Cats jersey like a week after he signed and he did not last very long. Yeah, so hopefully the lads do. Your okay, jersey no. probably arrived after he'd already resigned again. <laughs> it definitely happened. Yeah. I was going to say no jersey for Jake because it's obviously a bad omen. So none of that so uh when it comes to cfl teams but that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the under center podcast thank you so much for tuning in uh we'll see you again soon so stay safe